Good morning. No Blake Froling. This is Tanner Hoops, and uh, we're joined by Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal here on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. As always, glad that you're with us waking up on this Saturday. Uh, with us, we get a recap high school football from the night before. Ryan, pretty good night from the area. We only had four of our teams go again because of uh, forfeit, but we can go four and a half because Westwood JV got to play and they got to win. So pretty good night for the area. Yeah, it was it was uh, an interesting night overall. Um, every it seemed like every team played well in their own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I was at the Ishman game and Ishman just clicked in all areas, mm-hmm. which uh, I, I figured it would be a good game. Um, but Ishman just. Start, as soon as the second quarter started, Ishming just really took control. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Munising, if you look at it, it may not seem the way the score didn't play necessarily that bad. Mm-hmm. They got stopped on fourth down in Ishming territory. If they scored there, mm-hmm. the score wouldn't look as bad as it is. And, I mean, it makes it look like it was just a debacle, but mm-hmm. it just it wasn't that bad. But Ishming just it showed they showed how good they are. Um, just their running game is just so stellar, and then. Gwen was in a tight game last mm-hmm. night, came up a little short. Nagani <laughs> was losing wow. and then took care of business, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much after halftime. And then uh, Marquette had an exciting ending. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a pretty wide variety of outcomes last night. Let's break down a few of them before we get some coaches on the line. Ishpeming, how about the game from Sunberg, especially in the first half? Was it three rushing touchdowns by halftime? Yes, it was. Uh, I mean, their running game is just so good. And Sunberg, here's a fun fun stat for you. Ishming finished with 419 yards on the ground last night. Mm-hmm. Gavin Sunberg threw one pass, and it was picked off. Mm-hmm. So the the joker talking to the office says, how about we just keep running the ball? <laughs> you know? like Westwood the last couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, it's like, you know, if they keep running the ball, they're fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, to give uh, – to cut Gavin some slack, it was just good coverage by Munising on that mm-hmm. play. But uh, it was – they're just really good running the ball. They got – you know, Jeff has that four – three to four-headed monster. Hunter didn't play last night, but mm-hmm. he's got three guys in the backfield that can just share the load. Mm-hmm. And uh, their O-line blocks well. They're just they're just a good team, 8-0. Mm-hmm. I mean, I – at this point in the year, at the start of the year, I thought this seems a playoff team there's a chance you know they'll get past the first round maybe even the second now people are thinking the way they're playing this is like a detroit trip Mm -hmm. almost and uh at first i tried to get people to you know like okay let's let's pump the brakes a bit but like with each passing game that i've watched them play they definitely have the ability to go that far Mm -hmm. the question is is can they <laughs> they have the ability but will they go that far is what it comes down to there's a lot of people who think this is one of the better teams jeff olson's put together and he's been a coach for a long time and he's been to state plenty of times and he's <laughs> won it a couple of times too and people are saying this is one of his better teams when you look at everything he's done in his coaching resume so barring a major fallout you're right they should be finishing out in detroit yeah they uh i mean every, everything's working for them before you know when they won their uh they went on their little mini dynasty there where they, you know, they could have won four in a row. They ended up winning three out of four. You know, they were good in all areas. Their defense was solid. Their offense was good. They had a really good quarterback. Gavin's not an Alex Briones or an Ozzy Corp who are both playing at the college level. But, you know, he's – If I think if Gavin were to play at the next level, he'd be a running back. But, like, he's just – he has a good arm. 
He can scramble well. He's got shifty moves. He made this one move last night where I think he spun out of ta- two tackles. It was so it's everything's the pieces are there. It's if everybody can stay healthy and they get a favorable draw. I mean, people are talking about like D eight, like mm-hmm. the traditional powers in D eight are down this year. Mm-hmm. So this could be their chance to make a long run. Um, people are wondering since Ishming enrollment dropped, you know, now they're in D eight now. You wonder how that's going to shift because they were so good in D seven. But if they're going to go all the way, it looks like the path isn't going to be too hard for them this year. So We've got Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal in studio with us. A few of the other area games from last night. Nagani was down 16-6 to early. Then they started rolling. They score 30 unanswered. They win by 20. Must win for Paul Jacobson and company. And they get it done in a big way. Third straight blowout win for them. Yeah, very... <laughs> it was almost surprising because I thought they'd win that game, mm-hmm. and it, but it's not that way. It, it's not that way. I mean, like just the second half explosion. It just um, Waterman had a good game. Peyton Anderson had two rushing touchdowns. I just they were down sixteen six late in the first half, scored four straight touchdowns, and then shut out the Gremlins for the final two and a half quarters. It just like. Everything clicked almost. Mm-hmm. There's like a light switch that went off, and then all of a sudden, Nagani started playing really well. I did, it, it's interesting how that works. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you can have like a kind of a middling first half, and then all of a sudden, your second half, you just kick it into gear. I'm excited for next week when Westwood visits Nagani. I mean, that's going to be a slugfest. Nagani's got the momentum going into it. Uh, and I know Westwood's been playing well as of late, but they're coming off essentially a bye week. <laughs> the game means a lot less to them, knowing that they're already in the postseason. Now I know maybe they're battling for home field advantage in the first round, but Nagani's just fighting for their lives right now to try and get in. So this is going to be a lot of fun when you get over there in a minor territory in Week 9. I can't wait for this game. Yeah, minors 5-3. and three. They win, beat Westwood. They got a guaranteed slot in the playoffs um if they lose they're five and four they're on the bubble and they're playing the waiting game so it's a good uh it's it's a real high you're gonna see a lot of media there let's put it that way because it's like a marquee event um and then you flip it like uh we were talking about Gwen earlier mm-hmm. Gwen's playing at munising mm-hmm. next week and munising's gonna be, needs a win to be on the bubble yep. and then Gwen's trying to get off the, bubble. off the bubble and into the playoffs. So it's it a lot of stuff's going to come down to next mm-hmm. week. Um, people, uh, teams fighting for their playoff lives, basically. So, I mean, Ishming's, gonna, Ishming's in. They're undefeated. They're mm-hmm. going to be fine. But, like, you know, Marquette's hanging on to their slim playoff yep. hopes, too. So it's... It, next, sometimes you go into the last week and people's fortunes are already determined mm-hmm. and it kind of takes the luster out of week nine, mm-hmm. but now it's like there's a lot of fun in week nine, and I'm looking forward to that. Well, let's talk about Gwynn. Last night they came in against West Iron County, a game that was basically for second place in West Pack Division B. Gwynn ends up falling 12-6, to a defensive battle, somewhat different than what we've seen as of late from the Gwynn teams that can put up big numbers when they're healthy. And they're getting back there. They're getting back to full strength, to health, what have you. And they run into a defensive battle with the Wycons, who come out just a little bit better, 12-6, to which means Gwen, like you said, they have a big one next week trying to get themselves off the bubble at 5-3. and three. Yeah, they're, 
Um, I'm thinking about the recap here that I'm looking at. I mean, Seth Aho had a big run that gave you know their touchdown, 60-yard run. Mm-hmm. It just shows how Gwyn's speed is there. And then uh, I was looking into it. Uh, Tucker Taylor had a long run, and it looked like they took the lead in the second quarter, but it was called back on a unnecessary roughness penalty that apparently people are still <laughs> upset over. Um, but, you know... My thing was, Gwen, if they can stay healthy, I think they have a lot of capabilities, mm-hmm. you know, to, like, maybe make a run. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like they're getting guys back now. It just – there's a strong feeling here, but uh, a win next week would make sure that they're in. And uh, But it's not going to be an easy one either because mm-hmm. you got Mina Singh who's fighting for their <laughs> chance to get on the bubble. So I, I'm, I know I've just said it, but I'm excited. This is going to be a fun final week. Well, then Marquette as well, the uh, last team to touch on from the area. Uh, winners last night, absolute must win for them. They need one more to not only clinch the championship, but officially become eligible for the playoffs, albeit as a bubble team at 5-4. and four. If they can win out, win the Great Northern Conference, and be 5-4, and four, that's their resume they're trying to rely on to get into the postseason, which is their best route to do so. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, that's... They... They need to now be five more. That Great Northern Conference thing might help their case a little bit, mm-hmm. but some of the stuff's already falling into place right now, mm-hmm. and they have to win that game. And uh, I hope they do because I'd love to have all the Marquette County teams in mm-hmm. the playoffs. I think I, I was trying to ask people when the last time that's happened, and nobody could give me, like, a definitive answer because, you know, Gwen was down for so long, so you have to go back quite a ways, uh, probably at least the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's going to be, it would be a real achievement for the county. Well, we're excited to see what uh, transpires as we get into week nine. Uh, Westwood at Nagani, is that game of the week for this area? I would probably, considering the t- the, cap- the uh, capabilities of both teams, they're really good and just the pressure in that mm-hmm. situation. Um, Westwood trying to get in with a little momentum, mm-hmm. and then Nagani trying to ensure themselves that playoff spot. Yeah, it's. I would say that's probably the marquee game. We've got Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal in studio with us. Let's start talking to a few of the coaches. We'll do so on the other side of this break. This is the ESPN-UP Coaches Show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. Along with Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal, we've got Dion Brown, head football coach at Glenn High School, on headset with us. Coach, a tough game last night, 12-6 loss for your team, uh, going up against a good West Iron County team. Looked like a defensive battle. Tell me a little about what that game looked from your eyes. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Um, but both teams moved the ball, uh, but just um, no no scoring, which we knew going into it. Just one of those smack-you-in-the-mouth type football games. Um, we knew on film that they was a re- they were, they were a really good football team. So um, just both, both teams played extremely hard, and it was just one of those games where we had our opportunities, but we just couldn't capitalize on it. Dean, I heard there was a controversial, unnecessary roughness call. Uh, what was the explanation you got there? <laughs> it was the most blatant, late call I've ever seen in my life. I mean, we was getting ready to go for a two-point conversion, and then they, they threw a flag. Um, just one of those things where the ref said, hey, he felt like it was a defenseless uh, player, which on film it clearly is not. But, you know, we ain't going to get into that. You know, that didn't really cost, that didn't cost us the game. So... I go your explanation right there. Uh, Seth Aho with that big run 
um, on that touchdown run. Uh, talk about what he means to your team. Oh, he means everything, everything, because he's that he's the emotional leader. He's, you know, one of the best backs in the conference um, and on defense too. So he gets the guys lined up and everything. Um, just he's a big, he's a big time player, you know, because a lot of teams they gonna triple team Tucker or whatever, you know, and Danny uh, gets a little double team as well. So we need Steph to run the ball, and I thought that he ran the ball extremely hard last night. So he's everything to us. Coach, I know it was a disappointing uh, way to end the game, but you've still got everything you wanted to do out in front of you. Still a chance to clinch a postseason berth next week. Was that uh, what dominated the locker room, the mood afterwards? Oh, yeah, yeah, because the mental toughness was there. The physicality was there. I mean, you can't question nobody that nobody, the kids didn't play hard. I mean, they, they wanted that game bad, you could tell. Um, so, yeah, we still got everything. Like I was saying three weeks ago, we hold our own destiny. Um, all we got to do is just go win the game in Minnesota. That's all. And um, we know that's going to be hard, but we up for the challenge. You know, I know my guys bounced back um, after the game. Just told them that. Like, hey, we own the Minnesota. You know, don't worry about this one. Things like this happen. I mean, it happened against Norway last week. You know, we were um, on the end of some – they was on the end of some calls. So, hey, it is what it is. It happened. You just got to move on. You got to move forward. Move on from those things. That's all. How do you feel your O-line is playing right now? I heard they blocked pretty well last night. Yes, yes. Uh, Eddie Chapman is one of the best linemen um, in the conference. Eddie and Mason. And then, you know, my other three sophomores, they're coming along. They're coming along. Um, they're talking, communicating with each other. So those guys are going to be good in the future. But my line is doing excellent. Uh, and then outside on the wing with Tucker. So we, we don't have no problem running the ball, especially when Steph is there. It's just our biggest thing, and i got to do a better job of just sustaining drives like when we get into the red zone. Because we move the ball on a lot of good defense. It's just we can't sustain drives. And that's one thing that I've been working on these past two weeks is just trying to sustain drives. Dan, what are you expecting from Munising, from what you know about Oh, every, everything they got. I mean, they're going to throw the whole kitchen sink at us. <laughs> <laughs> everything, you know, because they fighting for that five and four spot as well. You know, I think they got in last year five and four and four and four, one of the two. Uh, so everything, man. I mean, this playoff football. This is where you love. This is where you want to be. Like I tell guys, you know, last year we was two and six going into the going into a game. So we five and three. You win, you know, you automatically qualify. So hey, we still got everything to play for. And guys, they knew that after the game. So hey, here it is. And Minnesota is going to be their tough opponent. I mean, they played some teams that we played, and they played them tough. So here you go. Well, Coach, uh, you said that you brought up a few kids from the JV, some sophomores coming up into the secondary. Tell me about the growth you're seeing from them week in and week out. Oh, yeah, Taquan and Mastin. Uh, my two corners are sophomores. and Those guys played extremely well. But for the past two weeks, they've been playing well. Uh, Mastin, Mastin Love did a great job on number on number uh, number 12 for, for uh, West Nine County. And Taquan, um, he's playing the ball extremely well, too. My two corners are going to be really good, really good for the next two or three years. For the next two years, so I'm extremely impressed with those guys. They pay attention to detail, uh, doing film and in practice. So I'm I'm very pleased with those guys because I leave them on the island sometimes. And when you can leave corners on the island, you could do a lot of things. You know, as far as scheming with your linebackers and your D line. So I'm extremely proud of those guys. I imagine it's uh, it's not too difficult to keep their focus at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the thing that I was worried about 
um, two weeks ago. But like I said, these guys know they plan for something. They know when history, you know, what we play out once in like what twenty years, eighteen years, something like that. So they know, and they want to be that team uh, that that punch their own ticket again. And that's what we've been working hard for all year. So hey, it's still right in front of us. And they actually after that game, they was you know ready to get into the film room. And I told them, hey. Enjoy this one. Um, we'll we'll I'll break down film with you guys Sunday, how we always do, and we'll go up there and just hopefully we can get a victory. Is there anything you're going to particularly focus on this week in practice? Um, no, 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 not really. Just pretty much the same thing, same thing we've been doing. Like I said, um, our offense was moving the ball up and down the field. Um, we just got to get better at sustaining drives and trying to punch it in in the red zone. That's the, that's the biggest thing with us right now. So yeah, you're right. I might that's what I might focus on a little bit. But I thought my D line played good, my secondary played good, my O line block. It's just, you know, um a lot of little things like lining up. We had a two sub uh that we didn't that we got uh illegal procedures on. So those are little things that we gotta fix. Just a bunch of little things, but other than that, you know, I'm happy. We held them to twelve points. Uh that's a really good football team. So and they converted on one touchdown or like a fourth and 15. So I'm happy. I'm pleased. And we just got to get better. Dion, as always, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck next week. Look forward to okay. talking then. Yep. Thank you. All right. That's Dion Brown, head football coach at Gwynn High School. His team falling last night by a score of 12 to 6 against West Iron County. I like what he said. His team held a really good white guns offense to just 12 points. It's just. You know, they've got a good defense supplemented as well, and that's a defensive battle that Gwynn was in. Normally we see them in shootouts, so unfortunate that the Model Towners couldn't take that one. Uh, they still got next week, and they still got a lot to play for. They're ready for it. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, like Dan said, you don't have to really get your team to refocus at all. I mean, they're, they know they can get a playoff bid for sure next week and not have to play the waiting game, you know, watching selection uh, mm-hmm. Sunday or any of that jazz. It's right they're they're excited they're ready to go like he said they're going they're already wanting to watch film and get ready for next week and uh so that's what you want to see out of a team they're disappointed but it, it's not like they played bad mm-hmm. you know just i mean you take away that touchdown on that bad call and mm-hmm. you know it could have been a very different ball game so i i'm excited for next week it's gonna i I don't get to see Gwen a whole lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I've only got to see them live once, and I'll get to see them again this week. So I, I'm looking forward to that. You've got uh, Gwen that's going to be fighting for a postseason berth, all that coming up in Week 9. How about Thursday night football in Week in, uh, week 9 in Michigan? I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's it's an interesting thing, um, you know. Growing up in Minnesota, there like is no such thing as like Thursday night football. It's not Iowa yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, it is like if you have like a scheduling conflict mm-hmm. or something like that, but uh, you know, it's unheard of. So up here, and then you know, you also got the Labor Day thing. You know, sometimes you can choose to play Thursday, or you can mm-hmm. play Friday, and then you got the end of the year too. So it's. It's wacky in its own way, but it's also kind of fun. I kind of like it. You know, it's something a little different. I don't know what the Thursday night game is next week. I think it's 
better than the Eagles and Giants, but... I think Denver's playing somebody. Denver's playing some. Well, they haven't looked good. These <laughs> so I'm, I would imagine, you know, whatever you're going to watch high school is probably better. So We've got some good high school games, too, to look forward to, and we've got more coaches to look forward to. We will get Jeff Olson on headset on the other side of this break. This is the ESPN-UP Coaches Show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. Tanner Hoops joined by Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal. We've got Jeff Olson, head coach at Ishpeming, on headset. Coach, business as usual for your guys last night. That's a good Munising team. They've got a lot of good athletes. Uh, running back's pretty good over there. And you guys come out with a handy win. Congratulations first and foremost. Tell me a little about how last night transpired. Yeah, you know, you know things went well for us. They do have some great, good football players. Um, their tight end Matson is is a load. He's a good, excellent linebacker. Um, you know, phenomenal receiver. Their tailbacks, you know, one of the top runners in our conference. He's he's dangerous. The quarterback can put the ball on the money. And you know, they got some other good guys that they can get the ball to receivers and other tight ends. And um, they got some size to them. So you know, I was pleased, to, you know, with the way the way we played. Um, you know, the way we controlled the line of scrimmage again. I think we held them to 23 yards rushing, and you know, anytime you're playing a good football team, you got to control the line of scrimmage. And I thought we did that offensively and defensively. And your blocking was really good last night, Jeff. That's what I noticed. Yeah, you know, we got, you know, I say it every week. Um, you know, our offensive line, you know, we go as they go, and um, you know, there's some there's some quality kids there. We have some decent size, some good size, um, but they're intelligent and. Uh, they can adjust blocking with blocking schemes as, as teams, um, you know, change their defensive fronts, uh, you know, and they, lo- and they love playing football. So, you know, they we go as they go, and, uh, you know, they played a, a great football game again last night. Just tell me a little about Sunberg's big night, three first-half touchdowns. Well, he's a real deal, and he's not big in, he's not big in size, but uh, he, he – you know, he went over the 1,100-yard mark last night. I think he's got uh, 1,138 yards rushing for the year, and he's explosive. And, you know, as Ryan saw last night, he had some great cuts to avoid people, and I think he had four touchdown runs total last night. I'm not, not positive on that, but, um, you know, and he can throw the ball. Um, you know, he can put the ball on the money, and we don't throw a whole lot, but um, I think he's... Um, 13 for 22 for, for 13 for 21 for the whole year with probably 20 yards, you know, a catch. So um, he, he's a great player for us. Uh, you know, he does, does a lot of things and he runs our offense. How about uh, you know you got that monster backfield? You know, it's not just Gavin. There's Drake and there's Matt and you know and Hunter when he plays too. I mean, that's just a huge asset for you guys. Well, no question, and we don't have to pound just one person. And, and Matt Trawick had a, a good running game last night. Drake Drake always does when he's in there. Drake Drake gets hit towards the line of scrimmage, and he always seems to gain three, four, five extra yards. And he's our hammer. And whether it's running the ball, whether it's blocking for those guys, so he's extremely important. And you know, Matt had a really long run last night and, and did some good things. He's he's cutting better than he has at the beginning of the year. You know, because he came off a major knee surgery, you know, last year. So, um, and then losing Hunter, we didn't miss a beat because, you know, those three just stepped up. And, uh, you know, so we're fortunate to have 
four guys like that, and we can bring in a Zach Jandro too, who's a very quality runner. So, you know, we're fortunate to have some depth at that position. Is is Hunter going to be back this week, or probably not this week? We're we're hoping for the first week of the playoffs. Okay. Um, and then your defense really stepped up as well last night. Yeah, you know, and that's we've been getting better all year, and we were a bend but don't break defense at the beginning of the year, but we played some quality teams, so um, you know we held held Munising to uh, I think 128 yards total offense. That's that's a great accomplishment. And last week West Iron held them to 76. So you know we're playing well and we're, we're getting better, and we're we're not bending like we did before. When you're keeping teams out of the end zone, last three games you've allowed just 14 points, previous four, 93. You said defense was something that you were going to challenge your team to get better on. Offensively, you continue to put up points. Special teams, you've been making plays all year. In what facet of the game uh, going into week nine do you want your team to get better at? What do you address at this point? Everything. Uh, you know, this isn't, uh, you know, it's not a perfect game. Um, you know, nobody plays perfect, and there's always things you can work on. So, you know, we. You know we have we have we have some goals that we want to accomplish, and we're not where where we need to be. You know because you know there's still some mistakes here and there, but it is with every team. So you're constantly trying to get your guys in the right area with the right fundamentals, and um, you know we're, we keep focusing on that. And uh, you know I say this all the time: we've got a great group of kids. It's not hard to keep them focused. You know, there's a lot of teams that are fighting for like their playoff lives this coming week, where you guys are in a secure situation what do you need to do to or do you not need to do anything to keep your kids motivated this next week yeah you know like i said uh you know they have you know there's some still some goals out there that we want to accomplish and we want to achieve and um you know they want to achieve them and they it's a good group that you know can see the whole picture and not just rest on what they've done so far so it's always a work in progress we're always trying to get better they want to get better they're very coachable. They're great kids. So, uh, you know, it's it's a good group that way that um, they're always motivated. Lock up a conference championship with the victory last night, the first in Westpac uh, Division B. Tell me a little about what something like that means to your team. Well, that's, you know, that's goal number one um, is to win, win some championships. And, um, you know, we clinched at least a, at least a share last night. So, you know, we have to win, win, win next week to win it outright. So, you know that's another one right there that that keeps these kids motivated. But you know you're always proud to to win a championship like that because we're playing against some very good football teams. You know we got a lot of teams in the West Pack, you know, upper division, lower division uh, that are going to qualify for the playoffs. And I think this was the um, sixth week in a row that we played a team with a winning record. So um, you know we're playing good teams and to win a conference championship against good teams, um, you know, it's just a feather in a cap for everybody. What do you expect in next week from your opponent? Um, we've never played them before, but watch some film already on them, and they're a misdirection team. You know, they come come out of the gate, and they got guys in motion, and they're running towards the motion, away from motion, pulling different people. So it's the ninth different offense that we face this year. Everybody we faced uh, runs a different offense. So, you know, the big thing is it's a short week. You know, we play on Thursday night, so... You know, it's going to be one less week to, to prepare for this offense where it is a misdirection offense. So, um, you know, we got to have, we got to be focused and we got to watch film and we got to be, you know, have all our ducks in order to be able to defend the whole field. Do you like the fact that you're playing it for a different offense each week or 
because it prepares you for the playoffs, or can it get well? Yeah, it, it prepares you for the playoffs. Um, it definitely keeps these kids focused in practice because they have to learn a new offense. You you can get bored trying to defend the same offenses all the time, and, and it's it's hard that way to keep the kids focused. So it's a good thing, um, and um, you know we should be ready once the playoffs start for any offense that we see. Jeff, you got uh, coach of the week from the Detroit Lions. What uh, what's that mean to you? You know, it's it's nice to get recognition, especially from downstate, and because they overlook UP a lot, and there's some great football in the UP. But the cool thing about that is there's a donation to our football program, a two thousand dollar do- donation, which um, you know all the kids that um, were responsible for that recognition get something. So you know, we love that donation. You know, it's going to help our football program. You always need things, especially with budget cuts these years. So. Um, you know, the, their kids, our kids, got get to see a little bit of fruits of their labor. Coaches, always appreciate the time. Congrats on the win last night. Look forward to talking again this week. Sounds good. Appreciate it. That's Jeff Olson, head coach at Ishpeming High School. His team winning big last night over Munising. They moved to eight and zero. I just don't see how anybody stops them. At least until they get down to Detroit, maybe. But as long as they take care of business, they take care of the football they would be their own worst enemy if they would kill themselves with turnovers, and I just don't see that happening for them. They would be their own worst enemy. I mean, like, I've seen them play a couple times this year, and they're just, they're good in all areas. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, they don't even turn the ball over that often. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think in the games I've seen, I think they turned the ball over once, Mm -hmm. and it was like a scramble for a fumble, and it was just, you know, a scrum for it, and the other team came out with it. But, um or, you know, then there was the interception last night. But mm-hmm. they run the ball well, so I think they made up for that. But, you know, that's why I asked Jeff. They have to face a different offense each mm-hmm. week, and I think that's going to benefit them, you know, because the downstate teams, you don't know what offense you're going to face because they're all they're bigger schools. They have more personnel, a bigger roster. You know, you wonder what you're going to get. And it's it's hard to find a team up here that's more – prepared i would say for the postseason the nishming they've done it before they've made all these deep runs they've won these state titles you know jeff (laughs) jeff knows what he's doing let's put it that way he knows uh he knows what he's gonna face and it's it's great that they got that award it's well he's well deserving for it um he's built up such a strong program up here and uh and it's a great thing for the kids too i mean two thousand dollars that can pay for you know, something. Absolutely. Yeah, either, I don't know, something for the stadium, mm-hmm. something for, uh, you know, maybe extra uniform. I, I don't know what 2000 gets you in high school funding. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what that actually gets you in high school funding. But uh, also, on the plus side, Ishming is a heated press box now. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that was pretty appreciative last night to uh, get to partake in that. So. I don't know, maybe like some extra, <laughs> make it like an air conditioning kind of thing, too. Who knows? Hey, shout out to Bob, scoreboard keeper at Westwood High School, brought in a space heater last night because that press box is not heated. But thankful for Bob for doing something like that. It was cold. It was cold. I had to go out and buy a pair of gloves from the shell across the street. <laughs> the shell across the street. That's great. But I, it's just, it, it's interesting up here because it gets cold so early. And it's like, just wait till the playoffs start, mm-hmm. you know, because then I still remember when I was covering the playoff game where Ishmael played Westwood. And 
I like to call it the snow bowl because <laughs> it was like a snow globe out there. They had to, you know, get the snow off the field and, you know, it's piling up on the sidelines. So I'm hoping that won't happen this year because it makes things rather difficult for everybody. But it created a fun atmosphere to write about. So well, it definitely has been a lot of fun. And for but getting back to Ishpeming, oh, yeah. my biggest uh, concern with them in the early going was their defense. They mm-hmm. always have been good offensively. They've been putting up points, but it seemed like early on they were outscoring everybody. Now their defense has just been shut down. And they're playing, uh, it's not necessarily the competition's gone down. They're still playing the top-tier teams in that conference in like the last three weeks or so, and they've just been so much better defensively. They've had a shutout in that time. They've allowed just 14 points against Gwynn, West Iron County, and now Munising. I mean, they're you wonder about, you know, teams having like a hot start and then like you wonder if it's going to taper off. Well, they seem to be getting better they each are. week. And uh, it just shows that, again, they're good in all areas. That defense, you know, was probably the biggest concern. And it's not. <laughs> you anymore. know, it's not anymore. It's like they're just, they find, they rush toward the holes quickly. They cut down seams. They're, you know, they're good in the secondary. Um, not a whole lot of teams pass up here. Um, so you wonder, you know, when you get into the playoffs, you know, teams pass more downstate. You're wondering how they're going to face, but they're handling it really well <laughs> right now. So I, they're, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Jeff hates it when people are kind of like talking about going to Detroit, but it's, I mean, you let, yeah, I mean, mind. it's in a lot of people's minds at this point. I mean, anytime a team starts, you know, they start 4-0, 5-0, and you're getting too early. But now they're 8-0, they're beating good teams, they're scoring points, they're mm-hmm. stopping offenses. I mean, it's like, it's hard not to just think that this is a possibility, and uh, I'm sure he'll want to squash that <laughs> idea and focus just one week at a time. But it's it's in a lot of people's minds. It's in fans' minds. It's in the media's minds. Um, I joke with my wife last night, and she's like, so should we keep Thanksgiving weekend open so when we go, <laughs> so you can go down there? So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But uh, first got to get past, uh, I think they got Barker over Harris this week, so um, they got to get past them first and uh, get that outright conference title. So that's what they need to focus on. You heard it first from Jeff Olson. It's all about winning titles. First and foremost, they do so last night, clinching at least a share of Westpac Division B. We've got more interviews coming up here in studio. Tanner Hoops joined by Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal. Coming up, we'll talk Nagani minor football with head coach Paul Jacobson. All that more coming up after this on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. Tanner Hoops joined by Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal. We've got Paul Jacobson, head football coach at Nagani on headset with us. Coach, uh, last night team was down 16-6 early on and then floodgates opened up 30 unanswered points to win by 20 third straight blowout win for you guys first of all congrats take me inside uh take me inside that game the huddle what have you well you know it came out with a lot of uh, a lot of energy a lot of uh, emotion uh, obviously christine their new field and whatnot and uh you know i thought it came out played pretty well a lot of fire in their tails and um uh, you know we had we we don't think we're we're uh we're still on the bus at times early on um, you know, it just took some, some time for us to get into the game, get the feel of some things, and be able to talk to some guys to get some uh, get some adjustments straightened out. Did you say anything at halftime, Paul? <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a lot of X's and O's being talked about, put it that way. But um, yeah, 
yeah, the kids responded well. You know, we knew we didn't come out in the first half play well, and, and, and they did. You know, they came out with some emotion and some enthusiasm and, and executed well, and we didn't. So it was just a matter of, of getting everybody on page and, and, uh, and talking about some things. And I thought they responded well and came out in the second half and, and played very well. Um, 306 yards on the ground. I mean, uh, what was working on that game? Was it just the line or some shifty moves? or? You know, Houghton, Houghton tried doing a lot of stuff, uh, you know, stunt wise and bringing some people. And, uh, you know, you can do that. Uh, we were just able to, just, like I said, make some adjustments and, and, uh, and just kind of ground and pound. The weather conditions were a little, a little windy last night. Um, not favorable for throwing a ball a whole lot. But, uh, you know, I thought uh, Eric Atlamacki and Peyton Anderson ran well last night. Jason Waterman ran, ran well last night. Um, you know, up front, you know, they're, like I said, they were bringing different people from different areas. And uh, I thought up front we, we were able to, once we get our adjustments set, uh, we are able to handle the pressure pretty well. Do you like the fact that you have three guys who can carry the rock, not just one guy? Yeah, you know, it, it's all, and that's part of being an option offense. Is you, you have to be able to count for every person in your offense to, to carry the ball at any given time, you know, and you have to, you have to maintain discipline in, on the defensive side of the ball in order to, be, you know, to be able to stop it. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's good. We're fortunate. You know, when we go, our, usually when we go, we have a pretty good fullback. Uh, you get your fullback game going, that opens up for the quarterback and tailback. So, um, you know, I thought we were able to, uh, you know, get, utilize all three options last night pretty well. Well, Paul, everybody knows the playoff picture, what the implications are for every game moving forward. How much was that a motivator for your team this week and then last night when you are down early? You know, it was good. It was, I think it was harder not to look past Houghton and, and look towards the uh, match we have against Thursday night against Westwood. Um, we had to make sure we had to make sure that we, we you know we take care of our business first, and um, that might have been a little factor last night early on with these guys. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's uh, yeah, it's always in our minds. You know, they they want to extend play into the playoffs, and um, you know, we, we wanted to get make sure we got a win last night, move on, and, and be able to have the opportunity to to play Westwood on Thursday night for a win. Paul, do you like uh, the fact that you guys are really fighting for that playoff spot right now? I mean, you would rather obviously have it secured by now, but, you know, just that motivation factor is still there. You don't want the guys to get lethargic at all? You know, we haven't. I don't think we played our best game yet. Um, you know, I told the guys uh, last week and then this week, uh, we, we haven't played our best game yet. You know, I think we continue to peak. You know, we're starting six, seven juniors on both sides of the ball, and um, we're still developing. You know, we're still, we're still uh, fine-tuning the little things here that we need to do in order to be a, a, a real good football team. So, you know, I, I like where the team has come from. I like where we're at right now, and, you know, I like where, where we're headed. You know, you got Westwood coming up. Uh, what do you expect out of the Patriots this week? Well, they're a good football team. We've been watching this team. We've been watching this team develop for a couple of years now. You know, this group with, uh, with Beckman and uh, those guys have been playing since they're sophomores. So we've watched them develop. We've watched them get better as a team. And, um you know, we know they're a good football team, and we just got to be able to match them on every facet of the game. Um, is there anything you're going to particularly focus on this week in practice, or is it just kind of an all-area kind of thing? <laughs> Get, getting a win. <laughs> That's what to focus on. You know, I think <laughs> when, you, when you say that, it's a real general statement, but you have to you have to focus on little things every facet, whether it's special teams, offense, or defense, because um, you know that West would be good in every every aspect, so we have to be better. And, um you know, we have to make sure we do it first of all as a coaching staff, uh, you know, have a good game plan coming in everywhere, and then, uh, you know, make sure we, we get that to the kids and they execute. Paul, tell me a little about the offensive line play from last night. When you run an offense like you do, you've got to win the battle up in the trenches. How'd your guys do in that aspect? I thought, I thought um, you know, early on, we, 
we missed some things, uh, especially with uh, you know what they were presenting defensively. Um, but again, being able to have them talk to these guys, they're pretty smart up front. They've been you know they've been playing against each other all year. Uh, it, it's just little things that, that mattered last night, uh, and technique-wise, and then I thought they executed from then. Uh, you know, once we were able to dominate the Jets with them, they executed pretty well. Is is you expecting to do anything different? You know, in the next couple of weeks, you know. You know, we've always got some things in our back pocket that we that we save here and there, but um, you know, we got to do. We just got to make sure we do what we're doing well right now and uh, stay focused on that, and, and not try to do too much different. Uh, you don't want you don't want the kids, uh, you know, confused. You want them playing at a high level, obviously, of intensity and emotion. So um, there's a fine line between doing too much, confusing them, and doing too little. So we got to be able to play on that edge and and and, and do well, and, and then we'll see what happens. Coach, as always, thanks so much for the time. Look forward to talking this week as you gear up for Westwood. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Paul it. Jacobson, head football coach at Nagani. His team winning big last night, 36-16. to I'm rooting for all of our area teams, but you get these bubble teams like Gwynn and Nagani, and the last couple of weeks I've been rooting for them just a little bit more because I want everybody to get in. Now, I'm not saying that I want Nagani to beat Westwood, but <laughs> I want Nagani to get in one way or another. Uh, they're a good football team, and they had some tough breaks go against them early on. They are a good enough team that they should be in the postseason. So I hope whatever happens on Thursday night against Westwood, that Nagani gets in when it's all said and done. So you want Nagani to get in at five and four instead of six and three? <laughs> I just hope Nagani gets yeah, in. Yeah. I just hope. I'm hoping they get in. They're a good enough team that they deserve it. So. Uh, you, you know, I'm kind of partial to Westwood. Yeah, uh, you broadcast. Yeah, you got to so, be. Uh, they're a good enough team, too, that, you know, they deserve to get in despite a couple of forfeits. Uh, good to see that, you know, they're playing good football right now. Be interesting to me to see how the bye week essentially affects them. Didn't get a play last night because of a forfeit. Have an extra week. Everybody's pretty well healthy for them. I know Beckman's ankle still affects him a little bit. Uh, they're getting Troy Anderson back here uh, about a week or two. They're going to be getting back to full strength. And you've got Nagani, who's been blowing teams out here the last few weeks. Backs against the wall. They respond exactly how you want them to. They're going to be hungry. They just seem like they want this so bad. That matchup's going to be so much fun to watch on Thursday night. Well, I think some people might be discounting uh, Westwood just because they have two forfeits mm-hmm. on their schedule. So it makes it, you know, people are like, okay, well, yeah, they have that many victories. But two of them were, like, by default. Mm-hmm. So, But they're a much better team than that i mean they could very easily be eight no at this point mm-hmm. i mean they're and it's it's just going to be a fun showdown i i love the fact that nagani's fighting it in westwood is already in but they want to try to see if they can get that home playoff game which mm-hmm. is what everybody you know is striving for to get um because you don't want to have to start or play the rest of the playoffs on the road um so if they get that that's what they're going to gun for you got nagani's trying to get in for sure um you don't want to play let's all hover around the tv and see what happens kind of thing although it's a nice bonding experience right. it's like it's you know you don't want to have your nerves you know on edge so i think it's it's going to be a fun game um i'm not going to be there but i will be keeping tabs on it um 
pretty. Uh, my eyes are going to be on it pretty heavily. You'll be tuned into the ESPN UP broadcast. Yes, ESPN UP at the mobile app. Yes, I will definitely be keeping track that way. You'll be up in Munising on Thursday, right? No, I will be Friday in Munising. Fridays in, in Munising. Okay. Yes. All right. So either way, uh, we'll make sure that you have coverage. Oh of yes, that. yeah, we'll yes. Get all the listeners' coverage of that yeah. right mm-hmm. here on ESPN UP plus our mobile app. Once again, be sure to get it if you haven't already. Google Play and the Apple iStore. We're rolling through the coaches show on Saturday morning. We have got Dave LaHillier to talk to next, and we'll get to him on the other side of this break. This is the ESPN-UP Coaches Show on ESPN-UP and the ESPN-UP Mobile App. Ryan Stieg of the Mining Journal. Uh, Dave LaHillier not able to be reached thus far in the morning. Uh, you know, we'll see maybe if he's, uh, <laughs> maybe we can get a little bit of him later on. He works hard, and they have a lot of long road trips. They got to enjoy a home game last night. They got to enjoy a big win. Celebrating a little bit, and that's all right. We'll yeah. give him a pass. <laughs> we'll give him a pass. You know, get some sleep, Dave. Hey, but we'll uh, talk about this Red Men game. Must win for them. They get the job done against Gladstone. You knew they had to go back to back here in the final two weeks of the season. Not only win the conference, but make themselves eligible for the postseason. They got half of it done. Now they've got a big step to take this week and see if they can get at five and four and as great Northern champs. Yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, it's a huge accomplishment just to you know get that share of the GNC title. I mean, it's their first one since 2011. Um, you know, Marquette's always been like the outside mm-hmm. <laughs> on the GNC the last few years, and to finally get that, I mean, that's. I'm sure that was a goal to start the year, and they accomplished that. Now they just have that that one more goal, <laughs> you know, to get into the postseason. I mean, teams have a lot of goals, but I think they're ticking them off like one after another. So, um, pretty exciting game though last night. Their last five games have been decided by a total of 18 points. They have had some breaks go their way. Some haven't gone their way. They are a good enough team in my mind that they should be into the postseason. I know you can say that, you know, they've got some breaks. They haven't got some breaks. Everything kind of evens out over the course of the season. You just feel for a team like that, that if it ends up being a bubble situation where they don't get in, they were a good enough team to do so. Some things just didn't happen, didn't roll their way, and, you know, that's football. Yeah, they're, uh, you know, Dave was talking last night to our part-timer. He said, like, a lot of their games have come down to the final possession. They're, they, you know, they – they won in overtime against Eski. They got that, uh, you know, they were stopped, you know, that close game on the loss to Petoskey. They got stopped, you know, in Wisconsin that game against Lakeland Union. Or um, it's just there's <laughs> – it's like it, it's been an exciting season for them in some ways and also a frustrating one. Um, I'm hoping they get in. I don't – I hope the kids aren't sitting there wondering what if they had, you know, gotten that win against Lakeland if they had you know beaten Petoskey you know you don't want to have teams go through that so I'm hoping they can get in uh they're on they need to win their game next week to make sure that happens uh right now they you know they have four you need to get five to even be considered so they got to refocus for next week they've got a big one coming up that one's always a rivalry game with Mononymy uh coming to town and it's just gonna be fun to see how the Redmen respond uh, what they're able to do here in the back end, because they're another team. They know their backs are against the wall, and they know how hard-pressed they are for wins at this time of the season. And like Nagani, they've responded so far, but they need to continue to. They've still got business to take care of, and I'm sure that's being addressed in practice this week. This is not Dave's first rodeo. <laughs> I mean, he he knows what it takes to win up here in Northern Michigan. Yeah, yeah they're, uh, the good thing is that they're, uh, their game against Menominee, Menominee's really down this year. Uh, they're... It's a surprise to a lot of people in the UP just how down they are. They've been so dominant the last few years and just 
kind of fell off a cliff almost this year. Um, I don't think that's hyperbole either. It's uh, they're just they're just not there this year. So I think it, there's a great opportunity for Marquette to get that fifth win and get in to the playoffs. You know that resume builder. It just I hope they get in. They have they're a good enough team to get in, and uh, it, it'd be a shame if they didn't. You know, Manonymy, they would love nothing more than to be a spoiler yeah. for Marquette. They would absolutely love it to come into a rival's uh, playoff scenario and just mess everything up. You know that's going to be their motivation going into the game. Marquette just wants to get in and win the conference championship outright. This is their path to do it. So you know what everybody's motivation is going to be coming into this week. How well will they execute? And what are the game plans going to be set before them? Yeah, it's... Uh... It's interesting. We've been talking, you know, the show about, you know, what's everybody's motivation. Marquette's is to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Miami used to be the spoiler. Munising and Gwen are to try to Munising's, you know, on Munising's trying to get in just to, the honor of doing that. You got Gwen who's trying to ensure the fact they get in. Nagai's trying to ensure the fact again. Westwood's already in. Ishming's trying to stay undefeated. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a wide variety of things. It's not like everybody's in the same shape. It's it's, it's very interesting, and I'm enjoying the variety that's going on. It's week nine, and everybody in our area is playing meaningful football. Yeah. That's the fun part about it. Yeah, the, these aren't teams that, you know, I've kind of packed it in at this point where they're like two and six or one and seven or something like that. These are teams with five wins, four wins, six wins, in case of Ishming, eight wins. <laughs> you know, it's just they all are you know, have something to play for. And that's, that's what you want. You don't, you know, teams are always, you always want to end the year with a win, but you know, you wonder after a while when you're getting into week nine, if you've only, if you're like one and seven, are you get, are you up for it? You know, at that point, well, all the teams in the area are Mm -hmm. uh, there and uh, the coaches seem eager too. you know, all the ones we're talking to, they, they're ready to already hit practice, you know, probably a little tired all right now, you know, but like, you know, they want to get back at it. They're going to watch film on Sunday and, you know, get ready for the week. It's uh, it's going to be fun. We have got plenty of football coming up throughout the week. We take a look back at week eight. And once again, in case you missed it, Ishpeming, no problems last night with Munising Marquette. They win to keep their bubble hopes alive. They take down Gladstone. Uh, you had Nagani rolling to a 36-16 gun from behind win against Houghton. They score 30 unanswered. Win falling last night 12-6 against West Iron County. Westwood Varsity had the night off. Gave us the opportunity to showcase the JV athletes they hosted. Go Gibbick for a JV contest. 8-0 win for the Pats. They moved to 6-1-1. and I know it's, you know, JV, but... How, well, 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 what was that like? Well, it was... an Unusual experience. I said during the broadcast with Dave Bowes, principal over at Westwood, that if you look at the game strictly on the score, you'd be very, very misled by it because Westwood had two possessions uh, in the first half that they got down inside the Gogivic red zone, fumbled away both times. They started the game with the football. They had a drive that consumed over 10 minutes. They went 66 yards down to the five and fumbled it away. They went into halftime scoreless. Westwood turned the ball over five times last night and still won. I know it's JV football, but the future still looks bright there at Westwood. Not in the sense they turned it over five times, but that they still won, and they've won now six this season. Going into that uh, third quarter, they ran one play the entire third quarter. It was a QB-designed run, 
and it worked. That's how they scored their only touchdown, fourth and four from four yards out, and ended up punching it in. They get the two-point conversion, go up 8 nothing. Then right at the end is where it got wacky. Go get it, use their last time out with 2.30 to go. Uh, Westwood had just gotten the ball back with an interception. It was fourth down, and they'd run the clock down to about 20 seconds. The snap, they weren't keeping the offense on the field, by the way. They weren't punting from about midfield. Snap goes over the head of the quarterback. They have to race back to the 30 to try and cover it up. They do. Gogibic gets a shot with 13 seconds left, about 30 yards away from the end zone, down by 8. They throw a pass, complete it across the middle, inside the 20. They get defensive face mask on the tackle. Half the distance sets them up at the 9 with 3 seconds left in the game. And they have one last shot at the end zone, can't convert. Came all the way down to that, but it was actually a pretty entertaining game at any level. Varsity or JV, you may not see an entertaining game like an 8 nothing contest we saw last night. Yeah, it's, you know, you wonder, you know, when you're at what, covering a JV game, you know, how your perspective changes, mm-hmm. you know. It's like it, there's not the intense pressure of varsity. It's it, JV, I mean, the games count, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like you're preparing yourself to play at the varsity level. Mm-hmm. And based on what you described and their record, it's there's a lot of good players coming up for Westwood next mm-hmm. year. I mean, Westwood's going to lose a chunk because um, guys are going to be graduating, but, it looks like almost like they're reloading rather than where some teams, you know, you look at their JV and you're like, the JV is really struggling. Mm-hmm. So that's a sign that maybe the varsity isn't going to be that good next year. Um, but it looks like Westwood's probably going to be pretty fine. <laughs> Westwood uh, just got to take care of the football. They'll be all right. Again, five turnovers last night, still ended up winning the ball game. They're getting wins is the thing. And, uh, I guess that's all that matters down the stretch. By the way, very similar to the varsity, didn't need to pass the football. They did not complete a pass last night. Didn't have any problems. Ground and pound attack for Westwood. Maybe the 31-degree kickoff temperature had something to do with it, but no problem. Their defenses look good. They blank uh, Gogibic, and they end up winning their sixth ball game of the year. So JV, varsity, each with six wins over at Westwood. Again, varsity winning by forfeit, essentially a bye this week. But good football over there for Scott Sergila. He's got to be pleased. Yeah, he's got to be in a great mood at this point. And uh, now they're back to live action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they they have that motivation going in instead of, you know, I I, I think coaches, if you're going to have a forfeit, it made sense. You know, it's better this past week than this week because you don't want to go into the playoffs after not playing a no. game because, you know, you're still motivated by the playoffs, but you're just like. You haven't played. You haven't, you know, had that that oomph of a <laughs> of a varsity game. To, you know, you want to win. You want to beat a somewhat rival in Nagani. You know, it's you you won't you didn't want to go in with a forfeit, and uh, I think that's going to benefit them. We got about a minute left. Tell me quickly about the rivalry. What it means in this area for Westwood Nagani. Obviously, the proximity, both schools and their football tradition. Tell me about that rivalry. What to expect. It's interesting because, you know, it's not one of the more well-known rivalries like Marquette-Nagani or Ishming-Nagani, you know, or Ishming-Westwood. Like, Westwood's, like, separated from Nagani by Ishming, so it's not, like, the immediate, like, right next to each other, you know, rivalry, but it's still pretty intense, you know. It's two area teams, two Marquette County teams, two former MPC teams that played each other every year, and now they get to play them you know, in the West Pack too. So it's going to be heated. Um, most of the kids probably know each other. So it's, yeah, um, 
it may not be the more weller known rivalries, but it's it's still pretty intense. It's you know, and people get up for it. We've got Ryan Steig of the Mining Journal in studio with us. Ryan, as always, appreciate you being here. Thanks for the time. Look forward to talking again here later on. Yep. That's Ryan Steig once again, the Mining Journal on the ESPN-UP Saturday Morning Coaches Show. That does it for us. Hope you enjoyed the broadcast as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. We join ESPN Game Day in progress on ESPN Radio and the ESPN-UP mobile app. Signing off from ESPN WZAM Studios, Ishpeming Marquette, I'm Tanner Hoops. Enjoy your Saturday.